Welcome into the Full Course Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and I am joined by Sam and Jack. Boys, how are we doing today? Excellent. Great. Yeah, yeah, super, super great. Super good. Yeah, well, I'm not. So, this was one of the more miserable weekends of being a fan that I can remember. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just well, in terms of just emotions, like obviously the Bears are bad, so I've, I'm I should be used to it by now. Um, but I'll explain my full feelings when we actually start. But uh, is there anything you guys wanted to take note of um, just off the rip before we start? Or should we just dive into the Bears game? I say we just dive in. Might just, right. just rip the mandate off. Ooh, I'm about to dive in. Um, yeah, so let's just dive in. The... As I'm sure you guys know, the Chicago Bears lost to the Detroit Lions 31-26. to It was a game in which the Bears were the better team for, uh, I would say, 3.75 quarters. <laughs> um, it's a game in which... <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry, everybody. A little technical difficulties with the camera. Making me laugh. Um, so, yeah, it's a game in which the Bears were the better team, uh, which was not expected going into it, obviously, as the Lions are one of the top teams in the NFL. Justin Fields played about as good as we could have asked him to play. He only threw for 170 yards on the on the on through the air, but had a pass rating of 105. Um, didn't throw an interception, only took two sacks. Um he was playing through injury. There's blood on his hand. His thumb was taped up. Um, and he also ran for over 100 yards. So he had over 300 yards from – or he had 270-something yards from scrimmage and should have had more. Um, I'll get to that. But basically, it uh, to give a synopsis of what this game was, is the Bears were the first team in NFL history to have a time of possession of 40 minutes or more and to have a three-plus turnover margin in a game and lose. Um, we had a 99% chance to win, according to the ESPN analytics. Um, we had a 12-point lead with three and a half minutes left in the game. Um, we decided to kick field goals three times instead of go for it on fourth and one with our quarterback had was running for over 100 yards in the game. Um, and our defense, yeah, Four turnovers. Three inter- they intercepted Jared Goff three times and had a fumble. It was just one of those days where going into it, I'm like, I'm hopeful, but deep down I know I shouldn't have any faith. We go into the game, Bears are popping. I'm like, I'm still I'm still still keeping my hopes down, not gonna give in. And then when it was like four or five minutes left, I'm like, oh, like we're actually are probably gonna win this game. So then I allowed myself to feel that excitement of, oh, my word, the Bears are about to beat an NFC North team for the first time in Matt Eberflus's, uh time with the Bears. Justin Fields looks like our quarterback. Our defense playing well. Offensive line playing well. Run games well moving. 
and we blew it. So that's why I started off by saying it's one of the worst moments in fandom I can remember in recent history is because for the first time all season, I really allowed myself to get excited. And here we are. That's fair. (laughs) See, I um, was preoccupied on Sunday. I was at Fat Dan's Deli in um, Indianapolis, which is a Chicago sports bar. We got there at 12.50. So I was trying to like have a conversation with some people and like not watch the game, but it was on like 12 screens around me. So I did see the first like quarter and a half of the Bears game, which was electric. I saw the Deontay Foreman touchdown um, and the Darnell Mooney deep shot. Not that deep, but it was still sick. Um, And they look good. Big Justin Fields scramble pretty much to start the game off, which is fun. Um, Yeah. So that was exciting. And then I got home, was doing things, looked at ESPN, and the Lions had won. And I was like, so I didn't have that emotional investment. I'm, I guess I'm glad I, I didn't. Probably a good thing. Um, I, I really uh, you know, put up some good boundaries for myself, I think. Um, so for me, it was like, ah, well, we almost beat the Lions, who have the best record that they've had since the 1960s. So, that's... 1990s. 1990s. I feel like I heard that same stat, Sam, so... It was the... I remember what I saw. I think it was the Lions and the Browns. But last I time think it's... This I, I think I heard that it's... This is the best record they've had since at Thanksgiving since 1991. That makes sense. That's insane. That's over 30 years ago. It's a long time. Wow. Yeah, so um, ultimately, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's exactly what we would have wanted to happen. We're going to have a better draft pick. We saw we need to out of field so we can continue to evaluate the rest of the season. We have good young players. um, And... I think Ryan Poles is showing he should keep his job as GM. Like the young guys, he's been willing to cut ties with the, a couple people that he's made bad decisions on, and then he's his young picks have been really good. Um, but yeah, Matt Eberflus has got to go. He's living in, he's coaching like it's twenty years ago. It's just, uh, I'm depressed. I expected. I thought he'd get fired. He would have gotten fired probably by at least. 28 of the NFL franchises today and he didn't um, because we're the Bears and we don't fire coaches midseason but um, yeah and uh, Fields made a play to win the game third and long threw a perfect throw to Tyler Scott Tyler Scott misjudged it slowed down off his fingertips would have closed the game so I'm happy about Fields I will I will give you that I'm I'm happy about him and I'm hopeful and I really want him to be our quarterback, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. I don't know if you guys have anything else on this game or if, Jack, you want to start talking about one of the games you had. Uh, no, the only thing I had 
from it was in the somewhat misery of an AFC, I mean, an NFC North team having to lose. Um, it is fun that the Lions are eight and two. Like, yeah, in our lives, obviously that's never happened. And I mean, ten years ago, five years ago, even if you would have said that the Browns and uh, Lions both have at least seven wins by Thanksgiving, you would have never believed them. And it's kind of crazy that the Lions are actually good. Like it's it the the narrative changed so fast of the Lions. The Lions can win the NFC. They they probably won't. They they haven't even made the playoffs in probably what like ten years. But so they probably won't go from not making the playoffs to winning the NFC. But it's just crazy that the Lions are actually good. Like a team in Detroit is actually good in our lifetime. That's kind of crazy. Let's go. I yeah. That I'm happy for the Lions. I really am. Uh, if. If I had to pick a team for this to happen against, maybe it is the Lions because I'm just happy to see how they're doing. Um, and I want them to do well just because they, like you said, they have been miserable for our whole lives. So um, I'll give it, I'll give them that, but I hate Poverty them right now. Teams. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that I would hate a lot more, though. If this had been like the Chiefs. And we'd been up by obviously like I was about to say the Chiefs are better than the Lions, but the Lions are better than the Chiefs, and they proved that. So yep, yeah. If it was the Chiefs and we were beating them by a significant margin with four minutes left, and then we blew it, I'd be very frustrated. Yep, I still am frustrated because we've been playing for three months and we have three wins to show for it. But what's new? What's new? What's new? All right, Jack. What game do you want to talk about next? Uh, I want to talk about man. Um, none of these. I want to talk about. The Titans. No, just kidding. Yeah. The Titans at the Jaguars. I want to talk about the Titans at the Jaguars. The the, the Titans, the AFC South showdown, um, usually you expect the Titans to actually they're, – they're usually good when their back's against the wall, and I feel like their back was against the wall this week as it's been the past, I don't know, five weeks, and they've lost every single one of them. So, Or I don't know what the Titans' actual record is over the past couple weeks, but they're definitely the second worst team in the AFC, which is a little surprising, I think, from the beginning of the year, but – I think the bigger story maybe is the Jags played well, but more importantly, Trevor Lawrence actually played well. Um, and so, Sam, I know you are the Jaguars truther on the podcast. I know the the word fraud was being thrown around for the Jags for the beginning of the season. and uh, Or last week as they lose to all the good teams that they play, but then beat the bad teams they played another bad team but they actually beat them convincingly this time so what's the the temperature on the the duval county these days from from sam jones the duval native Mm -hmm. um i mean i i've i've it was a great 
feeling to see them win by that much to see trevor lawrence do that well and i was just saying this earlier but the only i kept getting super notifications of trevor lawrence touchdowns i swear i got three notifications within 20 minutes that he was scoring touchdowns i don't know how it's possible but it happened and then I looked at the score and realized they were up like 28-0. So I was like, well, yeah, I, I think that's accurate. Um, he looked really good because he had rushing touchdowns. I think a lot of people – well, Matt, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but I think it's easy to forget that Trevor Lawrence, I think, could be one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. I just don't think they've really had to use that game plan because their team is so well – composed they have really good receivers in christian kirk calvin ridley they only choose to ridley sometimes and then travis Etienne has had flashes of looking like one of if not the best running back in the league from purely a running back standpoint so it's similar to the the cowboys dynamic that we're talking about because the Jags keep getting wins like the Cowboys, but the quarterback doesn't have to do as much as a team like the Cardinals with Josh Dobbs, where Josh Dobbs has to do literally everything because the team is so bad. That's just not what the Jags are, which is probably how football really should be played. But it's such a quarterback-heavy environment right now. You take Patrick Mahomes out of the Chiefs, and I don't think that's that good of a team. Trevor Lawrence hasn't had to do that much. The Jags are a really good team. He's had a few good weeks. I think he needs to show some more that he's, you know, great before he can be thrown into that top five QB mix. There's a lot of thoughts. Those are just off the dome for you. Sure. They play the Texans next week, which will – before the division lead, I believe, um, if the Texans win, they'll have the same record and the double tiebreaker. So, um, yeah, huge game next week. Very excited for that. I believe I'm sure it'll be drafted high in our recap or in our preview. But um, yeah, it was Trevor Lawrence's first fantasy week above 20 points this year. So. Pretty wild. Um, I think next, uh, there's a few ways I could go. Um, I'll I'll talk about, I'll give some pop to a game that went late for us. Um, Yeah, we'll go with the Cleveland Browns beating the Steelers 13 to 10. Um, A huge game, obviously, in division. They had the same record and um, Cleveland pulled it out. A, a gross game as expected. Um, DTR starting for the uh, Browns in his second career start, you know, didn't look amazing, but I, he did enough obviously to win. He got them in field goal position for the game winning field goal. Um, he threw the ball 43 times um, for, o- for only 165 yards. So uh, that like, that's insane. But uh, that's expected. Um, their Browns defense continues to dominate, and the Steelers offense continues to be inept. They 
Najee Harris came out after the game and was talking about how frustrating it has been. And they were asking him about how they have the record for most games getting outscored or wins when getting outscored or something. Cause they've been outscored or out. The other teams had more yards than them in every single game this year, including this one with a DTR led Browns team. Um, and he was just saying it's frustrating and it's not going to be able to last. So um, I think they're losing the locker room a little bit with Matt Canada continuing and Kenny Pickett does not look good, continues to not look good. Um, so I think a conversation definitely needs to be had. I Watching some of this game, it felt like, you know, this isn't even – this is just unbiased. I, be, I really think Mitch Trubisky would give them a better chance to win and move the ball on offense because Kenny Pickett just – he doesn't process fast enough and he just doesn't make the throws he needs to. Um, he threw for 106 yards. So, again, good defense. Miles Garrett led the game off with what should have been a safety. Um, but outside of Jalen Warren, the Steelers' offense was terrible. Um, so – David Joku's been getting going the last few weeks. I believe it's four or five weeks in a row with double digit fantasy points. So my fat flag pants plant is feeling real good. Uh, finally, he started terribly, but he had 15 targets yesterday. Um, only had seven catches. He had a few drops, but that's expected with him. But just wanted to throw that note in there because we haven't really talked much about him. Um, but yeah, huge game. The Browns are now. Eight and three? No, seven and three. I think they already had their bye. I believe they're seven and three. Um, and did they lose or beat the Ravens? I forget. I think the Ravens beat them. I do not remember. So, the Steelers or the Browns? Browns. The Steelers beat the Browns in PJ Walker's first game. The, what about Browns Ravens? I'm asking for the division. Browns. Oh, Browns. Bra- I mean Browns beat the Ravens. Ravens beat the Browns in PJ Walker's first game. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're only a, either a half game or t- maybe they have the same record with the tiebreaker, but they're very much in this division race and very much in this play. They're pretty comfortably in the playoffs currently. Um, a lot of teams behind them, but yeah, huge game. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel about the Browns rest of the season? They signed Joe Flacco to the practice squad. So I believe we'll probably see him eventually just cause he's probably a better game manager for this type of team, but what do you guys think their ceiling is? How do you feel about the rest of the season? Here's my hot take. Neither the Browns or the Steelers will make the playoffs. What? So, I mean, who do you have in over them? And then, and then, so, the, the Jags. The Jags win the AFC South. The Dolphins win the AFC East. The Chiefs win the AFC West. And then the... Ravens. Ravens. Ravens win the AFC North. And then the Bills get a wild card spot. The Texans get a wild card spot. And then either the Colts or the Broncos get a wild card spot. Or the Chargers. I like that. I like that because I was just going to say, I feel like if the Browns make the playoffs, it's basically going to be a bye for whoever plays them. And that's going to piss me off. It's like in – Oh, it's like when you're watching Survivor in the final three, there's just a dud in there, and you're like, well, they're not going to win. And <laughs> that's what it feels like. It'd be like the Bills playing the Browns for the first playoff game and freaking Joe Flacco is throwing the ball. You're like, this is 
this is this is not the playoff football <laughs> I was watching. So I would love I mean the Broncos, Bills, Chiefs, who'd they just beat? Uh the Vikings. The Vikings. Vikings. Boom, boom, boom. Vikings on a hot streak. They 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 killed Scobby the Elf. Sad. But, I mean uh, it I did say it was a hot take, so I'm not like Yeah. The, it'd obviously be plus money in the the Vegas sports book for both those teams to miss the playoffs, but it could happen. Like both of them beside they both have insane defenses and terrible offenses. And at some point that could catch up with them. Yes, very much so. And the Browns defense is, I think significantly better than the Steelers defense. I don't know. I know that you said, I, I feel like the Browns are going to make the playoffs. Their defense is just so good that I would be shocked if they didn't. Um, I should have looked at their schedule. I'm going to look at their schedule, see if I actually think okay. there's a chance. Broncos, that's a huge game. Huge game. Broncos, Rams, Jags, Bears, Texans, Jets. Bengals. Not too bad. All I want to say is if the Bears can win out and have a winning record. I mean, if they play like they it literally if they play like they did on Sunday, anything is possible. Happen. It could happen. But anyways, we're talking about the Browns. I, I, Jack, I don't. I, I, I know you said it's a hot take. Maybe it is a hot take. Maybe I just don't want the Browns to be in the playoffs. It's not that I don't want the Browns in the playoffs. It's that I feel like they're not a Super Bowl contender, and I want exciting playoff football. And I would rather watch the Colts or the Broncos in a wild card game than the Browns. I don't see them missing the playoffs. There would have to be three teams that would have to get a game up on them because they have a game up on three teams, two games up on Colts and Broncos, and they probably have some sort of tiebreakers with their good record in the AFC over some of those teams as well. I just don't. They'd have to lose, not lose out, but. Definitely have a below 500 rest of season. I don't know. I mean, DTR. I mean, I don't. I, I honestly, I don't think he'll start much longer. They won a game with him now. I really think Joe Flacco will start. Maybe not this week, but the week after. And yes, he's kind of a meme at this point because he's so old. But he threw the ball so much last year with the Jets when he started for them, and he's a Super Bowl MVP. I just think he's capable of managing a game well enough where with that defense, all he needs to score is 17 points and they have a good shot to win that game. So I, I don't know. I, 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 it's I the Browns. It, it, yeah. It Did is you calculate Browns. that variable? Didn't do that. But the teams they're being chased by are the Texans – Two of the teams you listed were the Texans and the Broncos. Notoriously so, historic franchises. <laughs> right, right, right. The Texans are better than the Browns at this point. I mean, we're going to find out in like three weeks they play each other. Yeah, I just don't know if I can say that. I, their offense is obviously light years better, but the Browns' defense is just so good that I think they can compete and be in every single game they're in. 
That's all. Um, all right. I mean, speaking of Scobby the Elf, Sam, do you, did you watch the Sunday Night Football game? No, I did not. Well, so Broncos-Vikings. Uh, it was a wild game, honestly. Scobby, first loss at uh, playing for the Vikings. And it was they only they they lost by one. Uh, Russell Wilson led a game-winning drive, threw a sick touchdown on the move. Classic vintage Russell Wilson to Cortland Sutton, who's now scored, and I want to say five straight games. It's kind of crazy. Um, seven games total, I think. Yeah, he's got seven touchdowns on the year. Uh, he's been huge for them, and. I don't know. The Broncos are frisky. Their defense is step is stepping up big time. They they basically shut down the uh, Vikings receiving core. The Vikings leading receiver was Ty Chandler, who had thirty seven yards, and Josh Oliver with forty seven. Hawkinson had fifty five. Addison had forty four. So no one went over fifty five yards. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I the, the Broncos are very frisky. And I could definitely see them making a playoff push. If or de- they obviously they're making a playoff push, I could definitely see them making the playoffs. But I just don't know how to feel about them. I Russ and Sean Payton are really hard for me to root for. That's fair. Dangerous. Yeah, they're they're not great. Still, they <laughs> they they have a lot of a lot of troubles, um, but. I mean, they're winning games instead of like last year where they would lose all these tragic games. They actually are winning them now. So they I, they might have dug a little too deep of a hole starting 0-3. But, I mean, they're hot. They're peaking at the right time as all of the NFL teams who are on like a one or two game winning streak like to say in November. They're peaking at the right time. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, they're still so sad to watch. And – Russell Wilson being bad is just kind of funny. And the fact that he already has more touchdowns than last year kind of shows that he's not like the worst quarterback ever anymore. So, right. But I don't know. Going to bed and thinking your fantasy game is dead, but, and then Cortland Sutton scores a late touchdown. And so you actually have life going into Monday night is kind of, was kind of fun for me at least. So (laughs) that's huge. Yeah. I have been playing – so I have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy on the same team. And I started Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton, I think, two weeks in a row. Was disappointed. Finally made the switch. Was not disappointed. So to all our listeners, Cortland Sutton has proven to be the better fantasy receiver this year, at least. He's still yet to score over 20 points in a full PPR Okay, so that's true. That's true. I would like to clarify this is for my third flex spot. It's not really a wide receiver two scenario. So if you have like pretty much any other receiver, start them over any Broncos receiver. But dude, I don't know. Corlin Sutton's wide receiver 20 on the year. He's had double digits every single game since week six. Wait, he only has a single-digit game week five against the Jets. Every other game, he has double-digit points in fantasy. Yeah. Nine of ten games. That's crazy. 
not seven. He is eight. It sure helps when you score in all those games, pretty much, except for one. But hey, that means he's on track for twelve touchdowns, which is a pretty big year for a wide receiver, especially for one who's done nothing the last few years. Um, I'm not too worried about the Vikings. Uh, their schedule's still easy. And they play the Bears on Monday night, I believe, this week. So that'll be fun. The Bears are really good at playing when it's not Sunday. So, so true. I Anything can happen. But it's Scobby the Elf. I know he didn't look as good this past week, but he could be a starting quarterback somewhere next year. Like, Jack, I think I texted you this. He he could go to the Falcons right now and work perfectly in their game plan with Desmond Ritter because he's a better Desmond Ritter is basically what he is. Much better, for sure. Much better. We'll Jack's another game you want to talk about next? Mm-hmm. There is. I want to talk about the – Seahawks versus Rams, or the Seahawks at the no, yeah, at the Rams. Not that it really matters where the game was played, because it was basically a Seahawks home game because the Rams have no fans in LA. Uh, but the Rams, as only I predicted, because Zach changed his mind last second, stupid beat the Seahawks on a last second field goal miss, not a last second field goal make, but. Uh, the big thing in the game for me was there's a couple of injuries that I that are pretty big, could be big impacts maybe just for fantasy if not for actual football, and that is Cooper Cup got hurt at the end of the first half, maybe into the first quarter, and never went back in. Um, and then Gino didn't play the whole game. Gino had an elbow injury. Well, he went out. Drew Locke proceeded to throw an interception, and then they're like, well, we can't do that again, so Gino went back in. So it seems like Gino's okay, but if Gino is at all limited, that could be bad for the Seahawks because G- you need like everything out of Gino, and if he's at all limited, then it's probably not enough. So I don't know. The, the Seahawks – had a chance to stay p- at pace with the 49ers, who we'll get to, but went on to win again. So they fall again back in the division, and then they play on Thursday, um, Thanksgiving night. So that game will be very big, I think, for the division. If the Seahawks lose that, their their division hopes might be trounced. But I don't know. I think it the Seahawks have a pretty tough stretch coming up. I think they play the 49ers twice in three weeks. Maybe there's a buy in there, so twice in four weeks. But I don't know. The Seahawks keep either playing these close games against bad teams or losing to bad teams. They've, But then they've also beat good teams. So I think the Seahawks are so hard to predict. I feel like that's kind of how the Seahawks always are, though. But they beat the Lions. One of the Lions' two losses is that, and then they almost lose to the Commanders and then lose to the Rams, and they've lost to the Rams twice. And the Rams have four or five wins, so 40% of the Rams' wins are against the Seahawks. So, I don't know. The Seahawks, Zach, you're more bullish on the Seahawks than me, at least throughout the season. So, I don't know if you're more nervous about them now after this game or if you – I mean, you kind of thought that they were going to lose this, so. Yeah, I- yeah, my gut before the game was they were going to lose. Um, 
mainly because, you know, the Rams had Cooper Cup and getting Matt Stafford back. And the Seahawks had kept close with a lot of bad teams so far this year. Um, so it just felt like a classic game they would lose, and they did. Uh, but without Cooper Cup for a majority of the game. And Gino with a hurt arm got them in position to win the game, and Kicker just missed it. I mean, it was a really weird sequence. Gino talked about the after the game that he admitted he made the mistake calling the run, but they had like 30 seconds left. And they decided to run play up the middle for like two yards and seemed weird why they would do that instead of try and throw one more time and get 10 more yards. So it would be like in the 40s or 30s yardage for the field goal. But um, yeah, for my feeling long term, I yeah, I struggle to see them winning the division now. Uh, if they had kept pace and then maybe pulled off a miracle against the Niners, maybe. But, you know, you, you just can't lose games like this one. Um, to have a chance to beat the Niners in the division. So I am worried. I think this is a team that can beat almost anyone in the NFL, but at the same time, they can lose to pretty much anyone. So sucks for them. Yeah, and sucks for the Rams too because they're not really – they weren't really in the playoff race, but Cup looks like he'll be out for a decent amount of time. And the Seahawks might have lost Kenneth Walker for a few weeks as well. So um, – yeah, I don't know. Disappointed and disappointed in myself for switching my pick when I felt like the Seahawks would lose. So, yeah, the right. Seahawks. The Seahawks have 49ers on Thursday night, and then the Cowboys the next Thursday, and then the 49ers again, and then the Eagles. Hmm. So uh, they could legitimately go 0 4. Probably won't, but that could be scary. They they could though. Uh, all right. Kyle Shanahan has only beat Pete Carroll twice. I just found that out. Pete Carroll has beat him eight times. He's eight and two against Kyle Shanahan. Uh, to Sean, Mc, Sean McVay versus Pete Carroll, who is ten and five against Pete Carroll. So they got kind of this roulette thing going. All right. Um, and who's the Cardinals guy? Choo choo. Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, I think he's lost all of them. So. Yeah, and Sean McVay is three and nine against Kyle Shanahan, or maybe worse. That was last year. That is weird. That's actually like a. <laughs> they, that's rock paper scissors right there. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's that's weird. Uh. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's time to talk about the Texans versus the Cardinals. Texans pull off a win 21-16. It was a game where Stroud still played really well. Uh, he threw three interceptions, but I believe his quote after the game was something in the along the lines of, Steph Curry doesn't stop shooting. I'm going to keep doing my thing. I'm like, yeah, he's a dog. That's that's my kind of quarterback. Um, he made a few mistakes, but he made bit, big throws when he needed to. Tank Dell looks like a guy. He looks. He had another. He had 149 yards. I want to say another touchdown. He's just wide open all the time. Um, 
I'm not going to compare him to Tyreek Hill because just Tyreek Hill is an anomaly and no one will be like him ever. But he's the same type of player where he's small, shifty, really good route runner, and no one can touch him in space. Um, he's a guy for sure. And the Texans look like they're their draft class is going to be huge. They hit on their quarterback. They hit on a good wide receiver, whether he's their one or two going forward. We don't know who they'll bring in. Um, and a defensive end and a coach. Soft season has been huge for them. Um, and they won a game that was ugly. Uh, both teams had a lot of turnovers. Kyler Murray had an interception, and I believe there was a fumble. Rondell Moore fumbled. Dalton Schultz fumbled. Tank Dell fumbled. Or, sorry. Those are all wrong. Those are the touchdown scores. Um, but it was a weird like turnover game back and forth in the second half. Uh, Kyler had a chance, had a few picks that should, that were dropped. They had the ball three times um, in the Texans' territory and were stopped short on fourth and short um, in the second half. So the Cardinals had a chance there to win the game multiple times, and they weren't able to. Um, you know, there's not much to talk about with Kyler. He was, he's just fine. A little underperformed, but is only a second game back, so can't have too high of um, expectations. But yeah, Texans win a, a game. Good teams win win games they maybe shouldn't have. So they're still the better team, but it was a gross game overall. So good for them. They stay in the playoff picture. Currently a wild card second spot, I believe. And if they beat the Jags this week, they'll be at the top of the division. So. It's fun. It's fun. That I don't know what other games there are, but I can't imagine there's a lot, many more anticipated games than Jags Texans going into this week. Could be wrong. It's definitely going to be the one or one of the most have the most implications. I'm sure there will be. I think there are a couple more fun games. We'll talk about those in our next episode. But I know there's going to be a lot, a, a lot of good matchups. But obviously, this one is potentially for the division, so about as big of a game as you can have. So, all right, what what game uh, do you guys want to talk about next? Oh, I just want to note yeah. something CJ Stroud said after the game that I thought was really cool. Was just he said that about D'Amico Ryan's. He said it's fun to have a coach that like doesn't just yell at him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Almost inferring that the last coach he had, he didn't really like that much. <laughs> I mean, Hashtag the game. Sam, do you like Ryan Day? Yeah, I. Yeah, I like him. Why? I know I just, you guys don't like him from afar. I just don't think he's a very likable guy. That's fair, but. He's led you to success, so he's, I wouldn't. Uh, he's not. He's no Mike McDaniel's. You've had a lot of winning seasons with him. I'll say that. Penn State's had a lot of winning seasons with James Frank, James Franklin. So, well, he's also not a likable guy. That's, That's true. actually a really good point that Jack makes. Because <laughs> Penn State, I hate the hype around Penn State more, more than maybe anything. Anything. Yeah, like, you, like, you're fine with it when they lose. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, that's a, I, I'm just thinking about this now. If there's a team that's good, 
Like, isn't there like a one, especially in college, like a 100% chance that every other team hates their coach? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, no one likes. You sound like hate Nick Saban. Yeah, no one likes Saban. Like, Kirby Smart, people are starting to not like. Nobody liked Jimbo when they were good. No one likes. It's, I don't know. Maybe like Ed Orgeron at LSU, everyone kind of liked. He was fun, but they didn't have sustained success. No one likes Lincoln Riley. Here's the thing is you haven't named a single guy where I see them speak and I'm like, oh, that's a likable guy. Every single one of those guys is like just kind of bothers me when they talk. What about Jim Harbaugh? Uh, He doesn't bother me as much as the Michigan players right now. You know, what's wrong with the Michigan players? (laughs) They're all acting like he died and like, oh, it's poor Jim, like. Rest in peace in honor of Jim. Like the the school hasn't had a bunch of allegations that there are facts behind. It's I don't it's know. crazy the world we live in. You can't just buy a guy a burger these days. <laughs> you, you can't. You can't. You can't. If Jim Harbaugh was ever like, "Hey, can I buy you a burger?" I'd be like, "You might lose your job." Yeah, <laughs> and apparently it's a crime to love your school so much that you started a vacuum business so you could pay for tickets to send your friends to opposing teams games to record their signs. Like mm. what world do we live in? Yeah. It's not a world I want to live in. I want mm. him to be able to sell vacuums. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to be the next bears head coach. So yeah. And I'd be fine. I, with it. I've got no hard feelings. But just That's, all the all those you know the shirts that say like free Harbaugh are just they got away they got th- only lost losing for three games for that whole scandal is crazy. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's there's so many like and this isn't a college football podcast, so we don't have to talk about it. It's the four course <laughs> football podcast. It is. The, the 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 problem is the reason they're upset is because the Big Ten suspended him, but they didn't technically break a Big Ten rule, they broke an NCAA rule. So the Big Ten just came up with a punishment for a rule and they like just r- made up a rule that they broke in within the Big Ten. They said the Big Ten said, if I'm not mistaken, it's unsportsmanlike and it increases injury risk because if you know the plays, you know where they will be on the field, meaning it is more likely to injure them. Ah. So Jim yeah. Harbaugh got suspended three games for that. And I think they are mad that they way they suspended him when they were on a plane to Penn State of their biggest game of the year to date. That probably rubbed them the wrong way. But also, like, when they were crying after the game for Harbaugh, I'm like, all right, <laughs> uh, maybe like he we we cheated, so maybe we shouldn't act like he just died. <laughs> He's probably at like an Outback Steakhouse watching the game, yeah. like five miles away. Yeah. Yeah. Get a burger. yeah, well, he better not pay for anybody else's. No. He he watched the Maryland game at John Harbaugh's house. Oh. Uh, his current or future uh, colleague, mm-hmm. and former colleague, former colleague that he coached against in the biggest game of his life. Mm-hmm. Surprised they, they still like each other. Which Joe Flacco played in. 
You mean Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? Circle. Go Browns. Yeah. Go Browns. All right. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Browns now that Deshaun's not a part of the picture. Like, I would love for them to be super successful without him. Yeah, that is that is fun. So um, we can talk about the next game though. Uh, which one? Uh, you guys have any particular ones, or should I uh, just run with one? Let's go Giants. Yeah. yeah. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Hey. Best touchdown hey, celebration in the NFL. Yeah, that was sick. He just he did the like Italian hand motion. I don't know how to describe that in any other way. Everyone knows what you're doing though, right? Yeah. Now. Every single person. Yeah, so yeah, like, uh, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, Tommy DeVito. Hey, Tommy, I know, I, 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 I'm gonna say I gotta apologize. I believe on our podcast, Jack, last week, I said uh, the Giants are the worst team in the NFL, and Tommy DeVito is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in NFL history. I'm pretty sure that those words came out of my mouth. Wow. Tommy, I'm sorry. You are better than some quarterbacks. You threw for – you went 18 for 26, 246 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, 137.7 passer rating. That's nearly perfect. And got sacked nine times. That's it? That's insane. <laughs> Um. Yeah i I gotta apologize. I'm I wasn't familiar with your game. Um, I'm sure his mom made some great spaghetti when he got home. Mm-hmm. Uh, spread the ball out, and Saquon had a huge game. Sam and I just traded for him in fantasy, and then he got us thirty points. Let's go! Huge. So yeah, the I just don't know how to feel about this game. The it was thirty-one nineteen. I mean. Giants are – they still probably are the worst team in the NFL. Maybe the second worst. But they just smacked the commanders. So what does that say? I don't know. I think a couple weeks ago I said I think it's time to be real and admit that the commanders are bad. And I think I think whatever retrospectively four weeks later, that take has aged very well. The commanders are bad. They're terrible. Sam Howell's fine and good. And their defense – stinks apparently if Tommy DeVito is throwing for three touchdowns against them. And the one thing that doesn't, they just need a new coach that Ron Rivera is so bad and it's so boring watching the commanders play. I can't wait till next year when they have Bill Belichick as their coach They're They change their name again to something. And then they go eight and nine. Like that's going to be so fun. But this year, it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm over the Commanders. I think, I don't want to watch them anymore. I've seen enough. I just want Terry to score points every once in a while, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, they're bad, and I'm okay with it. And I'm okay with it. They look bad, and I'm okay with it. It's kind of like, like Sam Howell, though. Sam Howell's fun. He's just there's. It's just sad. It's just boring to watch. Their logo's so boring to me. I want the football team back. Yeah. And I want their logo to just be a like a football, like the Jets logo, but but it doesn't say Jets. <laughs> and it's just the color of a football. It's just a football. I just I just hate that the commanders somehow have like ten wide receivers and use all of them the same amount regardless of their skill level. Oh, 
Like cool. Terry gets the ball the same as their practice squad wide receiver three, and it's just so infuriating to have any commanders wide receivers on fantasy football. It's like their offensive coordinator came from the Chiefs or something. Mm. Uh, Some that's how they did it. John Bates, two receptions. Who? My goodness, they do have a lot of receivers. Keep reading them off. Let's see. Chris Rodriguez. Who? <laughs> Byron Pringle. Who? Jameson Crowder. I know who that is. Yeah. Unfortunately, we also know who Byron Pringle is. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. had the most Dog. on the team. He's Again, been good the last two games. He had over 100 yards receiving last week. That's Huge. crazy. Cole Turner, who? Deami Brown, who? What are we doing here? That's hey, what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, both these teams are super dead. Yeah, we're not going to watch that in the playoffs. So. I'm really sad about the Commanders. If we combined the Giants and the Commanders' best players, would they make the playoffs? No shot. Yep, no shot. Legitimately. Who's our QB? Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Sam Howell still had a better stat line than him. I know he didn't. He had three picks. I mean, both teams allowed 30 sacks, so. Nice. Okay. Yeah, let's stop talking about that game. Ugh. I don't want it. Um, we'll go to the, we'll we'll head to Tampa Bay. Ugh. Or was it played in San Fran? I don't know. The Forty Nine played in San Fran. It was in the, AA. The Forty Niners beat the Bucks twenty seven fourteen. Uh, the sc- honestly score seems a little closer than it probably should have. Um, Brock Purdy first perfect passer rating in Forty Nineers. Team history, I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy considering the quarterbacks they've had. He threw for 333 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, Brandon Ayuk had an absolute day, 156 yards. Uh, everyone played well. They got George Kittle going. McCaffrey played well. Debo had a few good plays. Um, played pretty much perfect football. And they look like they've. Jack, like we talked about, when they're fully healthy, they're the best team, if not one of the best, if not the best team in the NFL. When they're not, they struggle. But they're fully healthy right now, and they beat up on a pretty good Bucks team. Baker, I got to give a shout-out to Baker. He is doing everything he can. He plays so tough, um, and I just he's just not getting the help he needs. Um, it's been like I, I saw a tweet the other day about him um, and all the things like his game-winning drives he's led where then C.J. Stroud scored in 46 seconds or the Hail Mary that Chris Godwin should have caught or like um, multiple games where he's played about as well as he can and they, he's just not on a team that's going to win those games. So I feel bad for him. Um, love Baker. But yeah, it was a... I don't. I don't know. Both teams are. 49ers are winning the division. Bucks are still in the playoff race. They're gonna have to win their own division, but still in it. Probably about as expected from this game. I don't know if you guys want to add anything. I have a question. Who 
and this can be a two-part question. First, who's going to have the most all-purpose yards next week from the 49ers against the Seahawks? And if you feel like there's a clear-cut answer, how many, if this was like a, like a spread that you had to give outside of the favorites, how many yards would you give? If you think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the clear-cut favorite, how many yards do you give Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle to catch up? Just a random uh, question. Safe, like bet, a safe bet's going to be McCaffrey because he's going to get yards on the ground and through the air. But I, mm, I would say McCaffrey with a – 15 and a half yard spread over Ayuk. That's a that's a pretty close margin. Yeah. Cuz I mean Ayuk had almost double the yards of McCaffrey today. So True. That bumped your line down. <laughs> yeah. I would take Ayuk with more yards. You give me Ayuk plus 22 and a half yards. I think he beats him. Mm-hmm. Probably, but we'll see. Thanks for humoring my. Thanks for question. indulging. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what game is next? We've got a few more. We still haven't had the number one pick talked about yet. Yeah, I was going to talk about that at some point. The Jets versus the Bills. The Jets are terrible. The Jets stink. Their their third best receiver was the gunner on their special teams, and their best quarterback was Thomas Morstead. So uh, you're not going to win games like that. The game was literally over on the opening kickoff when the Jets fumbled it. And then you're like, oh, the Jets held him to a field goal, and then the Jets three and out, and then, oh, the Jets held him to another field goal, one possession game, and then Eventually, I don't know. I think the Bills ended up with 30 points, so maybe I stopped watching. Maybe they kicked 10 field goals. I don't know. Gabe Davis surely didn't do anything. He's terrible. Um, Khalil Shakir, though, he's good. He's He could be the answer to the old uh, uh, Bills situation. But the thing I want to take away from this a little bit is, obviously, the Jets are dead. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't even think about coming back. Um there's no reason for him to try to play this year because the AFC has too many teams in contention that they'd have to win out. And he's just going to, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like his chance of re-injuring his Achilles after tearing it three months before and then trying to play in an NFL game would be not a good idea. And his chance of re-injury would be pretty high. So I would, Aaron, if you're listening, I would suggest not playing. Um, but then the Bills' offense didn't really look that much better. I mean, they scored 30 points on the Jets, who have a good defense. But they – I don't I don't know. Ken Dorsey, we talked about this a little bit. Like, it wasn't – he wasn't all of the problem. The turnovers were the problem, and they didn't really turn the ball over as much today, so that helped a lot – or yesterday. But that didn't help – so that helped a lot. But their offense still looks broken, so – I don't know if the Bills should be super optimistic moving forward. They have a gauntlet of a schedule. so But if they win those games, then it's like, okay, they can win the Super Bowl. That's kind of where we're at with the Bills. If they win those games, they're like, oh, 
I'll buy back in on them, but if they lose them, obviously we'll just stay status quo of that they're dead. What did we say the Bills were going to be at this point? I think we said they were going to be 8-1 and one going to week 9. Correct. So 9-2 and two at week 11, let's say. Sure. And what are we, 6-5? Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a tough road. Um, they absolutely can do it. If any quarterback can get hot and win game, win a lot of games, I would put Josh Allen dang near the top, if not at top. So they may have found something. Uh, yeah, like you said, Jack, 30 points against the Jets is huge. Has any team done that this year? I don't know the answer mm. to that, but I feel I like – I think the Cowboys did. Mm. Okay. They're the sec- at best, or at least the second team to do it. So, um, I still think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll jump. Prediction would be the Steelers um, and make the wild card with the Browns and the Texans. But yeah, it's a uh, mm, kind of gross. Their schedule, at least. Who do they play this week? Don't they have a banger of a game? The Bills, they play the Eagles, I think. So, yes, they do have a banger of a game. That's hype. Okay. This is going to be a good week of football. We got football Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday? I love Thanksgiving. No, that, that's college doesn't count, dude. There's like th- two college games on Saturday, too. Which, Well, two games that are worth watching. But they're massive. Yes. Some might say they are for the college football playoff. Well, they're definitely for the college football playoff. <laughs> Maybe yeah, for the yeah. national championship. But I'm not delusioned to the fact that Michigan's not going to win a national championship this year. So, sure. Georgia's going to beat them if Ohio State doesn't. One of those red teams with one letter as their logo is going to beat them. Time will tell. Good odds there. Speaking of, um, I don't know. I had no way to tie it together. Speaking of good odds, the the Cowboys versus the Panthers. Not where I was going, but we can talk about that one. That game was a bad. <laughs> um, Tony Pollard finally. Scored a touchdown and scored in September when he had two in their opening day against the Giants. And then he was on I definitely the longest current drought of touches without a touchdown, um, which ended. So the Tony Pollard drought is over. The Deontay yeah, drought was over a few weeks ago. The droughts are ending. Let's go. Let's go, Tony. Good job, Tony. I wanted I like to take him out of my lineup so bad this week, but started him in three leagues. Freaking paid off finally. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, there's just not much to talk about here. I feel like as we get further in the season and there's just games that don't have a ton of season-defining moments, then we don't really need to talk about them. Like the Panthers yeah. are still bad and the Cowboys still beat bad teams. And Dak and CD didn't need to do a ton, but they did enough. They won, beat him comfortably. I want to talk about a game that had a lot more implications. 
um, the Packers Chargers game. Packers winning twenty three to twenty, uh, a game that either team really could have won near all the way down to the final drive. Basically, um, it's a game where Jordan Love was it his best game of the year. I feel like it was. He didn't throw an interception. Only took three sacks. Threw for three twenty two and two. Um, he had a big game. Made the throws he needed to. Was not mistake free. Like I'm sure he had a few missed throws, but pretty much as well good of a game and mistake free as we've seen from him. Um, Jaden Reed had a good game, and Christian Watson continues to maybe be their wide receiver three. If not, he was a wide receiver four in this game. Dontavian Wicks had 91 yards receiving, um, but it uh, it had. I don't. I think the Packers are pretty much out of the playoff race. I think maybe technically they're probably not, but um, this game had bigger implications for the Chargers with their now. Uh, they're below 500. Are they? Have they? Do they have five wins or four? Four. So they're pretty much out of it in a competitive AFC already. Um, they could have won. Uh, it's it's frustrating because, uh, Sam, you sent that meme of Justin Herbert, and it was a picture of Tom Brady, and it just said Justin Herbert in hypothetical situations. Hypothetically, if he was on a different team, he'd be such a good quarterback uh, or, like, He'd be. I'm sure. I think they'd be on a winning, a very competitive winning team. Uh, but he's with Brandon Staley. Um, he has Quentin Johnson. Johnson dropping balls that would have won the game. Uh, he hit him on the sideline. That would have been probably a 70 yard touchdown, and they win the game. Um, he just straight up dropped it. Keenan Allen had a few bad drops this game. Uh, I think due to the sun is what they said. There's a few pictures of his – literally he's like squinting because you can barely see. But regardless, uh, Herbert played a nearly perfect game and they still lost. So there's just not much more he could have done in my opinion. Um, so Chargers are probably dead. Packers are probably still dead, but that was encouraging to see from Jordan Love. Um who at least is – he's trying out for his job, their GM said. Um, so, yeah. I Yeah, I, I think if the Chargers were going to even try and get a wild card, they had to win this game. To Jack's earlier point about, like, you know, hot take about who's going to get the AFC wild cards, like, if Chargers are – five and five right now instead of four and six it just it just feels a lot more likely that they could actually win a few more games get a wild card because there i feel like there is an afc wild card that's just kind of tossed up right now if not a few yeah the nfc is a little more defined than that um and i don't think the chargers have a good shot at getting it right now i mean the broncos are ahead of them in in their division which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, five of their last seven games are with teams. No. Maybe six of their last seven games are with teams at least 500 right now. That's going to be a, not a gauntlet, but, I mean, 
those teams are better than the Chargers, I guess. So we'll see what happens. But that's wraps. Just, I, they're done. Yeah. Brandon Staley might be the first coach fired. Besides the one that already was fired. Yeah. 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 First coach, like next, obviously. First next coach. First next coach in his division. I was thinking about that because I picked Brandon Staley to be the first coach fired. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll be right. And then I remembered that that's already happened. So the reverse Kurt Warner. Go to bagging groceries. Speaking of uh, coaches being fired. We'll just quickly touch on the last game. Dolphins beat the Raiders 20-13 to in Miami. Tyreek Hill looks like the fastest man on earth. If you haven't seen his touchdown, go watch it. Jack tested uh, after it. He's a freak. And I responded by saying 99% of NFL players get caught and don't score. But he did. You know, they, they, they were expected to win by more than seven. But here we are. Devon A. Chan got hurt. Devon A. Chan. Devon A. Chan. Devon A. Chan. Devon A. Chan got hurt uh, right away. So RIP if you started him in fantasy, hoping for a comeback. But, yeah. Are the Raiders dead? No, I mean, they're still, they're still alive. But their team's just not very good, so they're like yeah. dead in that sense. But they're they're not mathematically dead. I mean, no team technically is, but I wouldn't call them dead yet. They're yeah. teetering. They're teetering on dead. Are yeah. they in the ESPN graphics? In, in the heart? Sure. I don't know. I'm sure, they are. They're. I mean, it was weird. Aiden O'Connell threw for two hundred seventy-one yards and a touchdown. But the issue is he had three interceptions. But it is it was fun to see that he's not afraid to throw the ball. That you I'd rather see that from a young quarterback than being all tentative and not wanting to throw the ball. So at least that's fun. But yeah, I agree with you, Jack. The games further on we go in the season mean less and less for more and more teams. So Yeah. I bet we'll start to fly through later games. But um, Ty- Tyreek needs to average 97 yards a game for the rest of the season to get 2,000. That still feels absurdly high for how many yards he has. This Yeah, he has 12.22. So he's like... He's Unless, like for some reason, I- that's not calculated yesterday's game. Uh, but I think it is. No, I, that makes sense. That's a record that's never been done. So, yeah, that, that is fair. That it feels like a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's our picks updates? Keegan, we haven't seen Monday night yet, but I'm sure we just can't believe what happened. Keegan okay, will either be either all tie Keegan, or Keegan will beat everyone by at least two. And then Zach, I'll beat you by one no matter what. And then Sam, either Zach beats you by two or you tie. Or you tie. I'm dead. So bottom line, Keegan to the moon with the picks. Um, Sam, I really could go for uh, you not uh, get for you getting this one wrong tonight because then I'd only I'd be with only one game back of you. And I just – my goal – I know I'm not catching Keegan, 
I just don't want to get last. So. It's a toilet bowl down here. Thing is, Sam, you started hot, didn't you? I could be wrong. But playoff games start. Playoff games count double, so. Yep. A lot of ground to make up. True. Anything is possible. And the Super Bowl is 30. Well, maybe the Super Bowl should be 1,000 points. So the season doesn't matter is what you think. <laughs> but you have to pick the Super Bowl winner right now. No, the, no, no, no. So if, we all, so if we all pick the same person, then the season matters. So if someone's in last place and the other three, like who's ever in first place basically gets their pick and then everyone else just has to take the other team to try to pass them. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll finish the pot off with this. If you had to predict the Super Bowl right now, what what mm. two teams? Is it Monday night's game? Nope. Not for me. What? Yeah, I'm more of an – I'm thinking with my heart, not my head. We've got the Lions coming out of the NFC. No way. Facing off against – this is my heart is Lions versus Dolphins. My head is Cowboys versus Chiefs. Ew. Respectfully, that might be the last Super Bowl I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Um I I I've decided two different combinations. I want I want a a birds versus cats Super Bowl. Mm. And I think the more likely scenario is Lions Ravens, but if it's not that, then I want it to be Jaguars Seahawks Falcons. Oh. It's Seahawks, Falcons or Cardinals. Eagles. Hmm. Jags Eagles. We're gonna go with the Eagles. <laughs> I forgot about them. All right, Jags Eagles. That's my other one. Okay, I want a Lions. Sorry if you can hear my cat in the background. He He's just me out. Obviously, yeah. I I would want Lions Colts, but the Colts aren't making it. So, give me Lions versus the Browns. You went to Sean Watson to have a ring? Frick, I didn't think that he'd get a ring. I want the Lions. Ravens. I want to see Lamar get one. So that'd be my answer for that. Or the Bills, honestly. I feel bad for Josh Allen at this point. So over the Bills freaking. And then give me my real prediction. Eagles Chiefs. Hmm. Tonight. Just, just being honest. So you get to watch the Super Bowl tonight. Yes, with my cat who's meowing. You get to watch the Super. Yeah, you get to watch the Super Bowl tonight, and then still watch football the next ten weeks. Where usually when you watch the Super Bowl, you can't watch football anymore. That's awesome. That is so facts. Wow. I love Thanksgiving football, and that's what we have this week. So that's exciting. 
Uh, yeah, speaking of Thanksgiving week, we'll probably have a preview episode out Wednesday night. And uh, maybe, maybe, thir- yeah, we'll, we'll probably have it out Wednesday night, if not Thursday morning. The boys are just munching right now on camera. I wish you all could see. Um, wow, they stopped. They didn't. They really don't want to eat that bad. Clearly, <laughs> we're Nazi after a gain of three. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. <laughs> we'll get to you soon, and have a good one. <laughs>